Have you ever had a question run through your mind after a tough time? Why didn't God answer my prayer? It's not uncommon to think like this, but underneath that question is another question. Did God fail to answer your prayer, or did he answer it differently than you requested it? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. We may be praying more than ever, but are we praying with a right spirit? A spirit of fear is not from God, so that would not be a right spirit. We need to remember that God is never rattled by events and nothing surprises Him. We react that way, but God does not. How can we shift our thinking from fearful to trusting? Let's study that together. Let's look at five ways that we can clear up our thinking about prayer and hopefully improve our prayer lives in the process. Number one, prayer requests are not like placing an order from a menu. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're not supposed to be careful or filled with care or troubled or anxious about anything. That word careful in this passage means to be anxious and troubled with cares. So God's word is literally telling us not to be anxious or troubled with cares, but to turn everything that concerns us into prayer requests. After we follow the first instruction, then we're blessed with the peace of God, which brings tranquility to our lives and calms our fears. God's peace also guides our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. This is the work of God's Holy Spirit, not man's positive thinking. So what has you fretful? That's your signal that you have a request to lay before the Lord. And don't forget to thank him for the hardship. Dark times are such a contrast to that extreme relief that follows when the tide turns favorably again. We can be sure that the events in this life have expiration dates. This is the short and unpredictable side of life. Remind yourself that you're making a request and then find your peace in Christ while you wait for his answer. All challenges are faith-building exercises. Number two, confess any sin before making requests. We know that Psalm 66, 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. We have to decide how serious we are going to be about our prayer lives. Consequences for sins are like advanced classes in training us to recognize the difference between a right and wrong direction. Confess any sin. We can't hide it anyway. And harboring sin like a fugitive just doesn't help our prayer lives. Number three, don't pray with strings attached. We don't want our own way. We want God's best. That may not look the same as our initial prayer request. But God sees differently than we see, so that shouldn't surprise us as much as it does. Prayer is not a bargain that we make with God. It's not us saying, Lord, if you do this, I'll follow you. When we have strings attached to our prayer requests, 
we're giving ourselves permission to turn away from God because we're going to be disappointed at some point along the way if he does not follow our plan. That's not childlike faith. That's childish faith. And it's a sign that we haven't spent enough time getting to know our Heavenly Father. The more that we study his word and apply it to our lives, the more prepared we are for the reality that life delivers all sorts of gifts and they're disguised in some really strange wrapping paper. What we're asking for in our prayer may not be God's best for our lives, which is why it's best to pray with no strings attached. A yielded prayer ends with this, Thy will be done. By the way, Psalm 143 verse 10 makes a great prayer request and adjusts our point of view. It says this, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. And number four out of five, tell God about your fears and trade those fears for trust. Psalm 56.3 reminds us that there will be times of fear, but there's an action that must follow the reaction. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's what it says in Psalm 56.3. We see an initial reaction that may be fear, but we can choose to follow that reaction with the active decision to trust God with the situation and the outcome. Mingling prayer with tears and even our fears is totally human. God knows all about our tendencies, and he pities us lovingly. You're familiar with Psalm 103.13, aren't you? Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. God has so much pity on us because he does know us. This is a good reason, by the way, to have a prayer closet. You can be alone with God and be totally yourself. Pouring your heart out before him and savoring the presence of the Lord is so, so vital. No one understands us like Jesus, and no one can do for us like him either. Remember that fear is a reaction, but trust is a decision. You don't choose to fear. That just comes naturally. It even comes without permission. But you must choose to trust God. God is worthy of our trust. And finally, number five, remember that there is nothing too hard for God. We've heard this taught and preached, but do we believe it? Do we really believe it? Do we believe that there's nothing too hard for God? If we believe it, then we aren't afraid to create a prayer list that has some really hard things on it. I have one friend who told me she has a list of impossibles, and that's her prayer request. That's the title of that list. I like to call it the possible impossibles. We can take those possible impossibles and lift these prayer requests to the Lord daily, even multiple times a day. How many of you have sung the opener hymn? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Again, I have to ask the question, do you believe it? Or are you just singing it without any thought about the words, just because it's familiar? The prophet Jeremiah really believed that nothing was impossible for God. Listen to what he said in Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Now, Jeremiah had seen some impossible things that were made possible by Almighty God. Study the book of Jeremiah in slow motion one of these upcoming days for reminders of God's power. Our prayer requests are not impossible petitions, but our lack of faith makes it impossible for us to please God. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God doesn't have the shortcomings and inabilities that we possess. We need to remember that when we're praying. Instead of wondering if or when God will answer our prayers, we can pray with confidence knowing that God has excellent hearing and he will answer according to his will and his timing. This means he will answer us in due season. Prayer and waiting are inseparable. So follow the three-word instruction in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.